you can take the pebble from my hand, it will be time for you to leave. Ninja, the tea party's over. Hi guys and welcome to the ever-shrinking Asian Action Cast. I'm your host Chris. Today I'm with Nathan. No, you're not. You're on your own. <laughs> and Scott. Hi. Sam, Michael and Rachel will be with us. Uh, unfortunately, they've got commitments tonight, but they will be back making the triumph return very, very soon. Today we have done the movie Delinquent Girl Boss, Worthless to Confess from the Pinky Violence Collection. Set out in 1971. We think. I'm not sure on that. It's 1971 yet. Cool. Right. So this is our first uh, entry into the Pinky Violence connect- Collection. Uh, tell me about Pinky Violence, Nathan. What, what does that mean to you? Oh, it's it's kind of like the nomenclature for like uh, exploitation, Short, late 60s. Sh- shorthand for ladies kicking ass and yeah. showing. Yeah, usually a bit of, bit of, yeah, it's exploitation. It's like a Foxy Brown sort of thing. Yeah, titillation. Yeah. And funky, funky music. Yeah, it's very 60s, 70s. So this movie is uh, also known as Zubeko Bancho Zange no Noicho Mo Zai? Nai? Sorry, excuse me. And uh, I believe it's the fourth entry in the uh, delinquent... Girl Boss? Girl Boss series. Yeah. It's 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 a little confusing. Like, for me, I don't know, maybe people might be um, a bit more up More hip. But there's also, like... There's, more hip than us. There's another sort of series of pinky violence called Street... Um, it's called, what's it called? Street, uh, Alley, Cat, Alley Cat Rock, and there's like a bunch of movies in that. Stray Cat Rock, and I, I get them confused. So uh, it's part of the uh, Delinquent Girl Boss series. I'm actually holding the back of the um, the, the DVD case right here, and the, fir- the first words are popping out of me are female bikers, gang violence, cat fights. And is the uh, most nauseous pink. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic neon. Honestly, the Hubble can see this from space. It's it's Also, that, that box set also comes with a CD. It's pretty fun. It's Reiko Baker. Yeah, she's uh she's pretty awesome. So this is a movie directed by Kazuhiko Yamaguchi, starring Reiko Oshida as Rika, Yuki Kagawa as Mari, Yumiko Katayama as Midori. Uh, the old boss Muraki is called is Junzaburu Ban, uh, among others. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of people in this film. And like, it's kind of like um, second season monkey. Uh, yes, the uh, the pigsy. Yeah, second season pigsy, I should say, out of monkey. And there's like three other stories combining. So let, let's start off. Um, let's 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 start off here. So the movie, <clears throat> excuse me, starts off in a what is, I, I'm assuming is a girls' reform school or a a, a, a women's minimum security prison, and um, the starting watching a movie. Um, about a it was supposed to be an educational movie, but it turns out to be like a an old action sci-fi. Uh, sorry, um, um, slice and dice movie, and um, all the girls are going crazy for the main star, and all these girls are sitting around in grey drab uniforms. But some of them have got eye patches. Like one has one on the right one, one has one on the left one. Just a, a, a really really strange mix of girls with extremely bad wigs. <laughs> And they're all going crazy for this uh, this person on the screen, and the and the principal and the and the um, and the assistant is just they they're losing their shit. They they cannot handle this. Like this is not educational. 
they're telling the projector guy to turn it off, and he he's just as lazy as as, as anything. He just like, but it's just getting good. Switch the movie off, and then they all take off their shoes and throw it at the principal. Like he's some kind of George W. Bush. <laughs> and some panties get thrown. It's, it's kind of yeah, funny. Like, it's pretty good. Does this, how does this go into your rule of don't make us think about another movie while watching a, a movie? A better movie. I don't know what this movie is, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know if it's better. Uh-huh. That guy does slice that dude across the face, though. He does. He does. But very little blood. No, there's not a lot of blood in this film. Hmm. So, um, yeah, in that aspect... Um, and great, um, and then they're outside playing a, um, a softball match, and the sound effects when she hits the home run is just... Dunk, dunk. <laughs> this is a toy film, by the way. Yeah. And uh, she, she hits it over the fence, and this old guy's walking past whose name is literally Old Man. Throughout the entire film, his name is Old Man. And he gives the ball back to her, and he says, Do you know this girl? Oh, yeah, she's my roommate. And... Hands her this little trinket. He goes, all right, I'll go and give it to her. Races back to the room to give it to her, and she doesn't want to borrow yeah. it. Yeah, well, we've also missed the, the, the one of the few uh, exploitation scenes in this movie, which is where they're all in the bath, where we get introduced to the characters. One's like, all like, I, I've got a Yakuza boyfriend, and another one's like, oh, that sounds great. And then, then we're introduced to Midori, who's the guy's daughter, and he, she's all like, I'm a bitch. You can tell she's a bitch. She has this big rose tattoo on her back that reaches all the way around to her breast. It's not so much the tattoo. It's more the pouty face. She has a chip on her shoulder. Yeah. Might be a chasm. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, so we, we know who these people are a little bit. They've all been chatting in the bath together. So they're all a crew, apart from... Midori doesn't actually seem like she wants to be part of the crew, but they're all sort of a group of friends. So um, the character gets the thing from the old old man, and he runs it back to Midori. And what does Midori do? I don't want it. I don't want it. Keep it. Fuck you. It's this weird little totem thing. It's like a fat... It's a tanuki. Yeah, it's like a fat Buddha, but not. So, yeah. Anyway, um, she goes... Buddha? <laughs> she goes to give it back, and the old man's gone, and then one of the guards comes out and is, like, chastising her and says, right... Not supposed to move around freely. Run ten laps, and she goes. You want to see me run? I'll run, and then starts running, and then opening sequence and rain and rain, and it's the greatest rain because you know that it's only done with giant watering cans above the the camera. Because there's a scene where she's <laughs> running through the rain, and the guy with the the guard who now has an umbrella doesn't seem to be getting any rain on him whatsoever. Even the umbrella is bone dry, but she's running through this rain. It's almost like he's standing in front of a giant projector screen. Yeah, and um, there's also a really good shot. This is so dumb. This is so small and stupid. Good shot of like a like a chimney, like a H-style chimney, which is the blackest, nastiest-looking smoke coming out of it. I'm like, mm, what are they burning? And, and it's strange because the smoke's coming out the top of it, then stops and comes out the bottom of it. It's like, let's just swap the lids and make it go down here. And, and it, it was here. You don't know science. It could be science. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it starts to rain. They're like, ah, oh, you can't have it coming in the top. Let it go at the bottom. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know nothing about science. I'm just going to... I'm a little distracted. I'm trying to find the name of the movie that they're watching because I saw it somewhere on this It's phone. Hokkaido Great Outdoors, isn't but it? But it was called something else. I just want to... I'm double-checking, so I'm I'm paying attention, but just yeah, carry <laughs> he's, on. He's at... Like, Scott is our fact-checker. We don't have Sam. We don't have Michael. So what? we've got one guy in fact-checking. We're already wrong. So wrong. Let's go. <laughs> and it literally is like, one year later... No, no, hang on, hang on. She does this thing where she's running and she falls in a puddle, this big massive puddle, and pulls out the 
Well, the totem has fallen out. She picks it up and then goes to kiss it, then just pulls away at the last minute then starts running with a big smile on her face. It's yeah, like, she's just having fun. She's just a teenage girl having fun in a delinquency place, reform school. Do you know, having fun, you know, you know how it is. <laughs> You've been there. We're just having fun. The judge didn't allow to talk about that. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it goes to one year later. And she's outside a an arcade or something. It's one of those... An amusement. A punching bag. Like, one of those things you... That hang, a punching what's, bag she wearing, what's she wearing, Christian? I want you to oh, explain. It, it Firstly, is, in a year, her hair has grown amazingly. Oh, yeah. It is, it is at least six and a half inches longer than it was um, while she was in the, in the prison. And then she's wearing the greatest denim setup I've ever seen in my life. And I'm a man of denim. Denim. Sh- you don't know this, everybody, but Christian loves his denim. He double denims all the time. Hey. He's double denim man. No, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and when I really want to impress, I triple denim. Don't you worry about that. And <laughs> so she's sitting there punching this thing. Denim shoot. <laughs> Got a denim tie somewhere. Um, she's punching this punching bag, and she punches a couple of times and looks at the at the the gauge, and the gauge isn't moving. So she puts another coin in. Punches it once, then kicks it, and the gauge still doesn't move. And then these, the local gang come out, and they're all like, "What are you doing? What are you kicking our stuff for? You, you'll break it." She's like, "This is already broken." And they basically start giving her a hard time, hassling her, and she's like, uh-huh, "No, I don't need you. I, can, I don't have to deal with you." And then one guy tries to get a bit fresh, and he thro- she throws him basically into a sign, lands on his side, and he's like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> and then she just walks off all smug. Yeah, she's cool. It's very this this whole movie just to give people an ear an idea of the vibe. It's got a very it's a very early seventies, late sixties. Got a very late sixties kind of not hippie, but a bit of a vibe like that. Um, she the the there's a lot of like I don't know like funky music and like weird shots. You know what I'm talking about. Like, you know, there's those kind of 70s... And, like, so she walks off like she's, you know... I don't know. Fucks him around. A little bit. Queen B. <laughs> anyway, so where does she go next? She... Um, the, the next shot goes to um, the, the, uh, the club. And they're in there and you see the, the head boss um, who... He's got this massive long scar up one side of his face, but he's all drunk and he's he's fondling all the the, the girls running around and and stuff like that. And then you get um, you see a one year older Midori who is like his main girl or or, or the main stewardess, stewardess at this club. Anyway, the guys come back in and they're all like talking to the boss, and he gets a plan going to. Uh, to get this poor guy who's come in, who is Midori's boyfriend, get him gambling and into debt so he, they can be part of his master plan. So he walks off. Let's, that's, that's a plan. And it shoots. Basically, it's, it's a pretty uneventful scene. Except for all the fashion and the ladies with the butterfly, like the bee wings. And- it must be said, this club is like, if, if you imagine as a joke, like, oh, the scene in Austin Powers where they're doing like... The stupid dancing. It's kind of like that. Or, or Batman from the 60s. Yeah, it's very colorful. Like Batman should come in from side left and just do the Watusi. <laughs> I, I just want to point out here, I have forgotten something very crucial. If you ever watch this film, um, when um, 
Rika is walking down the street. There's a. It's obviously not a, a closed set. This is just a, a public street. She's walking down. A camera's watching, following her in front of her. And there's a guy in the background who is just transfixed. Looking right down the camera. She's like, "What's going on?" And, <laughs> and this goes. And this scene goes on for about a good thirty to forty seconds. And he is just constantly just like, "What?" You see, there's a lot in um, Hong Kong, like just TV shows. Like they'll just film on the street, and they won't be like, "Hey, we need to cordon this off." It's like people in the background, are like, "Huh?" And this scene, people go, "Ah, run past." Maybe that's a seconds podcast we should do. We should do a sub- sub- subsequent podcast. Interesting people in backgrounds. Just five minutes. <laughs> this guy, twelve minutes in. Twelve minutes in. He's amazing. You know what? We'll, we'll get a um, a screenshot of him and put it up on Facebook. Oh, God, <laughs> don't do that to us. We'll never be able to find it. What movie's this? Pick that flick. Pick that. Um, so anyway, um, she um, she goes down to um, the local uh, mechanics, where um, old boy, old man is working on on a car. She walks in and, and introduces herself, and she gives tries to give back the uh, or she does give back the little um, totem that he gave her. I don't know how he found her, but she found him. Sorry, but sure. Oh, well, they're all like she might have known where Bedori lived. Uh, good point. Good point. Yeah. So. Um, he gets back here and he's he's grateful and and she goes all right, all right goodbye I'm going as wait what are you doing where are you going to go now and she and she's goes like I'm a free spirit I'm gonna live on the street I'll probably spend my time at a 24 hour cafe so he goes look life is all about what was it life all about um chocolate no no <laughs> never know what you're gonna get he very kindly says hey you know, don't fucking live on the street come come stay here I'll give you a job give me something to do you ra- yeah. you rascal you will end up back in prison in no time if you end up if you stay on the streets. And to be fair, he's probably true. But there is a problem. He also has another guy he lets live there, and he's a lecherous fuck. He's this... a lecherous imbecile. That's what he is. That's his character in this movie, is lecherous imbecile. He's got the greatest him. hairstyle I've ever seen. It's completely shaved except for, like, maybe an inch of hair, um, maybe a centimetre to two centimetres wide at the front. And go, at, at pains throughout this film, he goes to style it in various ways. Like, i got to push this down and brush this a little bit. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. It's like a slug on your head. Breaking news of, uh, according to uh, this person on this forum, Takuma, the Takura... We're going deep now. The Takakura... Excuse me, sorry. The Takakura film the girls are watching in Worthless to Confess is the eighth movie in the Abashiri prison series, Jewel at 30 Below Zero, 1967. So, all right. That's uh, apparently that's that film. Back to the podcast. <laughs> so he uh, he sees her and is just like gobsmacked. He's like, it's, it's almost like he's never seen a woman before. I don't think he has <laughs> up close Except anyway. For Midori. And um, he's like, ah, oh, and drops basically drops what a um, whatever he's carrying, and then just does this big sort of mini pose and goes, hello. <laughs> And uh, then it moves on to the, the next scene where... So he, he is a comic relief slash something, w- something that wouldn't play in 2018. <laughs> well, he's like lecherous Laurel and Hardy going... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wrapped that's up. What, isn't that some, what someone, one of us said? Like It's like Laurel and Hardy in one person <laughs> wrapped walked up into in the one. door. <laughs> walked through the door when he entered the room. Anyway, so she's going to stay there for a bit. And she's like, oh, what's going on? And then he actually gives her the lowdown, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he he she asks about uh, Midori, and um, he's like, "Well, it's it's close, but it's not it's not close, but it's not far either. If you want to come with me, I'll I'll, I'll show you." 
So they go over to basically where Midori is and he knocks on the door and what do you want? Because she's in the shower and then comes out with a towel wrapped around her and then Kira comes in, or sorry, Rika comes in and instead of the heartfelt, warm welcome that she was expecting from her sister of the street, she's like, get out of here. I don't want to see you. Piss off. I'm a bitch. But- I was a bitch in prison. I'm a bitch here. What the fuck are you talking about? And you kind of introduced to her... Uh, her boyfriend, her husband. Yeah, who is like he? He's again, the gambler from the beginning. Everybody, the whole, the sets in this movie, all the clothes. He's wearing like he's wearing like a tank top, and he's just got his like shirt over the top it's of like his shoulders. Like a snakeskin shirt or something. Yeah, it looks, looks fucking cool. Cool as shit. <laughs> like if if I was a teenage girl in the seventies, early seventies, I'd have been. Like, God damn! Look at that man. I I will I will get my, accidentally sell my father's. Like you turn for him. No, not really. But I, under- <laughs> I understand why you could accidentally get into some problems. He's got a cool mullet too. Yeah, he's cool as fuck, except for the fact he gets beaten up a lot. <laughs> so it switches back now, and and the the gang members are at um the the shop with the old man, and they've got these bills that Midori has run up and used. Basically, in Japan, they have a stamp, a family stamp that says that you a what? That's like a seal. Yeah, like a seal. Yeah, and like, you know, you got a sea world and you see that shit fly through the air. <laughs> magic sea, every family in Japan's got a seal and they all keep it in the basement and when they want to transfer money... For more on seals, uh, watch uh, Too Young to Die. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, um, they've said basically your daughter has signed off for this, you owe us some money. So he... Comes out of a toilet. <laughs> Good movie. <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, he pulls out this this giant purse and he's like, here's some money. So he owes, I think, about five. He's always just got three hundred thousand. Have you noticed? He got yeah. He, he owes about three uh, five hundred thousand, but he gives him. He doesn't know him shit. That guy owes him money. Well, it's it's actually from Midori's husband who um who's made the debt, but um he's paying it for Midori because you know he's like, oh, by the way, this is from not from her. It's from a worthless husband. He's like, oh, great. So he gives him about 300000 and they say, we want the rest of the money. We'll be back, you know, in a couple of days. And he's like, I understand. And then um, looking through the, the doorway, um, Rika sees this and is, is she's not really impressed. So she goes back over to Midori and, and is, I think I've got the, the water reversed, haven't I? Yeah, slightly. I think yeah. that's the, when she goes to see him. And in, I'm not sure exactly around here, but around about now, she's driving with that retard in a car. And I don't mean, like, he is developmentally disabled in some way. He is not correct He's in a simple guy who's just got a heart of gold and he likes and to work on cars. And a penis of uncontrollable stamina. <laughs> but he... he um, and you mean retard in a loving way. See, yeah, I, I, mean, he, I don't mean it. It's it, Yeah, he's got a problem. See, and this is the thing. Rico's attire for 90% of this film is a pair of black shorts and, like, a um, this sort of, like... It's almost like a college jumper, but not, like, a... Hard to describe, but... The main thing is she's got... Until we never went to fashion school. <laughs> uh, she's got these Thanks. pair of black short shorts and she's got a, a decent pair of pins on her for, you know, for 71. And he... Showing off I, wish, I wish Sam was here because he could give us a rating, a fitness rating. Is she 70s fit? <laughs> yeah, probably. She, she was, the movie was made in the 70s. She was 80s fit, right there. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, so, but at, at some point in here, I wasn't trying to derail the conversation. At some point, he hits... Some dude making because he's watching her legs. Like yeah, she's sitting at her, her legs. legs, and she notices him and, and tries to sort of squirm away. But he's like, <gasps> and 
obviously this impedes his ability to drive. And then suddenly hit the brakes, and they they bang into a um another another truck, which is it's the it's the smallest fender bender in the universe. It really is. I honestly thought they didn't hit it. I thought they were just come really close. But they're like, oh, we better go get this car fixed. It's like, in reality. In reality, it probably didn't actually touch. Yeah. Like it's a movie, and it doesn't look like it's a massively budgeted movie, so they probably couldn't afford to destroy a truck. Anyway, they take it back to the shop because you know that's what happens when you get hit by a mechanic. The, the guy, the, the guy comes out. The other, the, the driver who got hit comes out and and just grabs the, the retarded guy out of the, the out of the. I feel bad about saying that now. He's he's, he's definitely got a mental <laughs> the, problem. Simple guy. He's a simple guy. Yeah, he grabs a simple guy simple out of the truck and just like. Starts chastising him, slaps him in the back of the head. She gets out and and just like you know starts giving him the business. Like they be- keep calling each other food for some reason. You melon, you tofu, and that you can, and they get you real giant close. Broadside pumpkin. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at him like they're about to fuck. <laughs> the tension is in the air. So obviously, by this point now, if you haven't picked it up, he's the um, the love interest. Well, quasi love interest in they this. They don't really have. They don't really. There's no. There is no romance story. He's not like a, a rival, but he's not like a total love interest. It's like, you know... It's a- There's a little bit later on where they, she kind of has a thing for him. But um, anyway, they go back to the shop. Um, he's asleep on top of another car somewhere in the shop. And she has a, there you go, it's fixed. And he's like, wow, you look actually quite good. And she's like, yep, yeah, you're still going to have to pay me. I think this this guy is Sunihiko, Sunihiko Watase. It says, Mari's friend. Um is it in quotation marks? Isn't it no. Mari's brother? No, his, his brother is the guy who dies. Mm. Like, she's married to the brother, and he's the brother of that, like, dude who dies. Small world. Oh, no, I can't find You it. know, the guy with tuberculosis, as Michael would say. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> he takes off, and um, we go to this, uh, it's called the art house, and there's a guy there who is, it looks like he's painting or drawing this girl and this girl takes off her. T- she her t- looks. She looks sad as fuck. And she looks like he hasn't slept like, for about a week. This guy's wearing a hat. He's got glasses. He looks like if you, if you think, imagine creepy old man with a like a. In that, in I'd the- love. I'd love the fact that we've also skipped over like a three minute scene, <laughs> which is which is very important that I bring up. Which right. is that initially she goes to visit Mari at the house. Like she she runs into some other girls. Remember she gets some ramen delivered mm-hmm. and she goes and sees some oh, other, and she runs into her other friends and. The yep. one with like the the like pigtails Yuki, is like really on her, and I'm like, mm, and the other guy in the background, like the the simple dude in the background, he is like <laughs> about to. Is these two girls hugging? He's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> and they go to a ramen shop, and again, the the scene is fantastic. There's a lady with like curlers in her hair, sitting and a nighty sitting at the the counter. Like, I think these are the girls that work at the. Um, one of them is actually married the cabaret. to. One of them is actually married, and the guy is well, Pigsy too. He, he's Pixie too, but um, like a doorman. Yeah, he's like a doorman, Usher. And he, he, he's the mo- there's only one way. He's a cockhold. He, he just there is no. He is whipped by this girl. He, he, she just treats him like absolute crap, and he loves every minute of it. He's a masochist. <laughs> um, there's always one in a Japanese movie. Anyway, so uh, but but she gets told that Mari's over in whatever, and they're like, mm, don't go visit Mari. Mm. Don't do it. She's kind of, I don't know, you know, just don't do it. But she goes, fuck you, I'm going to go do it. So she goes to visit her. They get there. She's like, oh, this is an interesting place. Goes inside. It's pitch black. 
there's a bunch of funerary fl- funeral flowers around, and then this lady with one fucking glassy eye opens the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a jump scare for the same. Yeah, it's like just a weird jump scare for no reason. But the, fantastic. The, the, but the thing we, we're missing before that is while uh, Murray's in the in the art house, the guy, the the artist who's trying to draw or whatever, says, "Take your top off." And he goes, oh, take your panties off. And she's like, no, that'll be like 2,000 yen extra. She's like, 2,000? I just want to look. And he goes, she goes to walk away. No, no, wait, I'll pay, I'll pay. She takes her, like, she's got these... She's got, like, bloomers. <laughs> bloomers. I like, I like the fact that you could see underneath the next pair that she had another, like, four pairs of regular underpants on. Like, it was just going to keep going till she got to a G-string. Really making sure that she didn't show anything. Yeah. And there's some creepy ladies in the window, like, come and look at the art house. <laughs> there's a sign on the front. literally says art house, nude art house or something, yeah. isn't it? Seems like an interesting business. Anyway, she's like, the guy's looking at her. She takes off the bloomers and he's, she's sitting there in like a, a pair of undies. And it's like, he looks at her and goes, you've got the biggest belly I've ever seen. And she is like dead set, like. Nine, she's, con- she's concave, man. She, she, she's 80s fit in this. She's, there is no bulge. Like she could stick a stomach out as much as she could try. And you would still not see anything that, you know, how they make this the big guy's deal. That amazing because. He is the baby whisperer because later on we do find out that she is pregnant. But that is like amazing. It's like, what? You're pregnant? Yeah, big girl. She could have only been like a, a week pregnant. He's just, he, obviously, he's, he's magic and he's some kind of tanuki demon. He's like, I should have stayed at home and eaten food with my wife. He's like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. Then aren't you? Just, yeah. yeah, it's really like, and she, she's already, she, you know, she's not really happy to be there. No, but- she looks sad as fuck. It is a soup. She looks depressed. In, in another movie, she would be a heroin junkie. Like, that's what she looks like. Well, it's like, apart from Rika, who's lucked into a job in the the, the, the mechanic, the garage, everybody's struggling to find work, so they're all uh, cabaret and, and... I don't think they're struggling. The, 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 she's got... She's got... Um, okay, so it's Midori, and then there's the two other ones. The two other ones work at the cabaret, and one of the other ones works as a ramen shop lady. Uh, the one that works uh, at the ramen okay, shop... I guess so. Uh, her, her mum runs that place. She's like, yeah, ain't going back. You're just going to take over this business. The two cabaret girls, they look like they're having a bunch of fun. Like, they, their life yes. seems pretty good. One's married, you know, bossing a husband around. Yeah, and the other one's sort of living with them. But when they go to their apartment later on, like, it, it's almost like a 1960s Bridget Goes to the Beach or some shit. It's like, <laughs> da, 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 da. you know, it's fun. They're, they're, not having, they're not living the hard life of, like, a prostitute. They're just, you know, occasionally, like, they've got to let dudes touch their titties. But they, they get a lot of money, so... So we go back to um, to, to Mari's house, and her husband's. Um, like, well, actually, uh, Rika goes to the house, goes through the, the old glass eye lady, and asks, "Where are they?" Upstairs. She goes upstairs and finds Mari's husband passed out, and so she coughing up blood, coughing up blood, bring, brings him back to you know consciousness, and and so and then Mari comes in and says, "Oh my God, you've overdone it again," and and what's going on you you've got to we find out that he's been he's the um the yakuza guy from the beginning that the the girls in the bath are talking about and he's got bad health since he's come out we don't know exactly doesn't actually say why um nathan's betting on tuberculosis michael's betting on tuberculosis <laughs> michael thinks mike michael always thinks it's tuberculosis it's some kind of illness that makes you cough up blood it's probably tuberculosis <laughs> but it is the 70s so i thought they could cure that by the 70s but anyway it's, uh, it, it seems like he went out drinking maybe got punched in the stomach who knows mm. he's a wacky guy so and then, but he he went went to the shop to get food to make dinner that's that's literally what made him almost die yeah so i don't know what like maybe it's fallout radiation he, he still he walked from or... tokyo to fucking russia <laughs> osaka <laughs> Delete this gap. 
So, <laughs> so anyway, um, they. Um, <laughs> I'm mildly ill. It's I don't the know. Twenty-seven can... minute mark. Delete that gap. <laughs> yeah, I'm mildly ill. I need to blow my nose. Shut your so... fucking mouth. <laughs> I took a big sip of coke. Oh, so it was left to you, and you're always silent. You're in the middle of research. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> moving on. <clears throat> Next scene, the uh, Midori's boyfriend is now getting slapped around by the um, the boss's gangsters because he's, and they basically say, um, "How could you gamble with no money?" And he's saying, "But you guys told me I could." And then like, "Who told you that?" Anyway, the the I think the second in charge comes on and says, "Look, here's what we want you to do. We we won't slap you around. You've got two days to give us the money." And he's like, "But I need more time." He goes, Mm-mm, "Not happening." And he's like, "All right, I'll do it. I'll do whatever I can to get it to you." And then. And I brought this up while watching the movie. I've never seen a movie where you, where you gamble illegally. Even if you win, shit doesn't go horribly wrong for you. Even when you win, you lose. Yeah, like, you always get beat up. Like, now just, you know, and knowing is half the battle. Just don't do it. So I just want to know who who is doing this on enough re- of a regular basis that, like, it's still a thing. Like, don't gamble, you know, ever. Unless it's legal. Just, uh... Stay away from... Just get the Mario game where you can play cards with Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> Bet all your Mushroom Kingdom coins. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I've, because it's like I've watched a lot of these movies now, and every time there's a gambling scene, someone's getting beaten. Even if they win, they're getting beaten because you know they cheated. Well, they say they cheated. Except for Zadowichi. But he always gets attacked because he wins. True. But he can kick the shit out of anyone. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Sorry, I just wanted to bring that up. That's it annoys point. me. That's a good point. Yes. <laughs> Don't do drugs. So, um, anyway, uh, it gets back to Rico, and she's walking through the street, and uh, this gang of um, guys that look very familiar um, start hassling her, and she's like, I'm not going to take this shit. And anyway, she starts getting into them, and, and she's got this pole swinging it around. And then the guy whose truck that they fixed rocks up, says, get in here, throws her in the truck, and they take off. And the guy's watching this, must have the slowest reaction time ever because they're like... One of them has a cinder block. <laughs> He's running out of a giant cinder block and there's not that much room between the alley and her truck, uh, his truck, and they take a while to get in there so they must have like fallen over in some banana peels or something like that. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Anyway, taken off and he's sitting there and he's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to act like a woman. You're not supposed to do that. And she's like, you know... I didn't have to take your like patriarchy. I'm a fucking 1970s girl. I can handle myself. That you know... And he's like, oh, really? So then he just speeds up the truck. So she can handle five guys, but he's swerving in through traffic, and she just, like, can't handle that. So she stop the truck. She stop. can't handle that. Gets kicked out, and he's like, well, next time I take you, I go home. And she's like, oh, that's a really good. like, what a dick. It's like, oh, you, you, fuck you. You should act like more like a woman. I like how, he, how she goes, he's so cool <laughs> at this point. At this point, I was waiting for her to kick some ass. Like, oh, she's in, a, she's in an alley with these it has been a, It has been a while that there hasn't been an action sequence in a bit. I was waiting for her to just, like, just do a big spin kick and be like, oh, and they run off or something like that. And then she gets overpowered by giant cinder block. And uh, the guy comes in and is like, oh, fuck you. Drive with me. She's not wearing a seatbelt. So he's like, does some very mild turns <laughs> in and out of traffic. Like, well, if you're driving an SUV, you would have tumbled by now. Simpsons oh, yeah. sort of that. And he's like, and she's like, oh. 
just becomes infatuated. It's like, eh, yeah. so that, that's what I do whenever I go on a date. Now I just put a girl, a girl in the, the you just go as fast as you possibly can, and car. drive through traffic. And that's if why she... girls like fast cars, you know, because instantly they fall in love. Well, <laughs> that that must be pretty bad because if you, you got through and you get to that gateway and be like, <laughs> <laughs> doing forty k's an hour in a hundred zone, like man. So next thing is that Los Angeles <laughs> if you're lucky, traffic. If oh. you're lucky. Did you go 101 up to 405? <laughs> Am I right? Perth traffic. Am I right? Oh, so. <laughs> fucking, fucking shit. So um, we're back to, uh, we're back to the old man's uh, um, office and um, the boyfriend's there with some of the gangsters and he's like, we want your land. We want your deed. Give us some money. Pulls and, out the giant purse from last time. Which is the same money. Who's now got 300 grand. I wonder if they just did these two scenes like back to back, like yeah. the first one and the second. Like, oh, we're already here. Let's just just do them both. <laughs> and and then the guys um, like <clears throat> that. That's that wasn't what we agreed. And he says, um, "I'll give you this on one condition." And he goes, "What?" He says, "Leave my daughter." And he looks at the uh, the head gangster. The gangster's like just nodding. You know, he's like because they lie constantly. Just. Like, yeah, I'll leave your daughter. Whatever. I can't remember if it's this scene or another one, but is it a light swinging back and forth? Yeah, something like that. I thought that was that's really what, cool. That's when the guy's getting beaten up. Yeah. Okay. That yeah, in, in the scene where they're beating up Midori's boyfriend, um, you're going to help us. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The light's kind of swinging back and forth, and it, forth, and it cuts to another shot, and the light's kind of... And he, one of the the guys, shot is looking yeah. down at the room. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. looking down, and the light is swinging back and forth. So you see, like, illuminated pieces of guys kicking, legs shooting out, arms. It, it's quite well done for a... For a... This movie feel, looks and feels cheap, but some of the shots are interesting. Stylish. Yeah. There's a few, like, city shots as well that are kind of, like, interesting as well. You know, it, it might look cheap, but it doesn't look, like, tacky. It's authentic it in cool. the way that, like, because you know those people look on the street... Are you know real? So they're not they're not making. There's no sets designed here. There's no, there's you no know. bad CG or no, puppet, no. puppets or anything like that. You no, know. no, 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 no. Anyway, so sorry to sorry to bring that up, but I just wanted to make sure that I sort of get mentioned that yeah. the shots are yeah. interesting. You guys were talking about it. Anyway, so they, I like that shot. So it, it the 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 special guy now reveals to Rico, who's seen this now, that he's basically used the shop and land as collateral to pay these gangsters off and. Um, that you know, like he he he's going to lose everything. He's going to lose everything if we don't get that three hundred thousand back. So uh, she runs off to to like essentially bargain for the three hundred thousand back. I guess and she walks into yeah. She walks she into the gang straight in. Fucking like a badass. Like <laughs> she called what she goes. She she does the like she does the formal greeting stuff that they do for some reason. I want to speak to your manager. <laughs> I want to speak to your manager. And then she, once he comes out, she's all like, "I am Rooker the Punk, and I uh, beseech you a favor and all this shit." And he's like, "All right, you'll do anything. Get naked." It's not even my daughter's wedding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks like a hell dandy too. Like. Oh yeah, the boss. The boss character is so f- he, he's a, mild, he's, a, he, he's effeminate but creepy, like a bit like a vampire. He is decadent and a dandy, and this is is kind of cool. I like it. <laughs> so he, they basically get there, and she says, "Look, I'm willing to do anything to get the money back." And he goes, "Get naked." Right, get naked, <laughs> and she's like, "Huh?" Like, like that isn't the first thing you think that the yak is going to say to you. He, he's not. She's not. He's going to be like, "Oh, can you go and take the garbage out?" And yeah, his, no, that's naked. Let's see it. Yep. But at this point, Midori's listening in the other room and realizes she's being played by her man. Oh shit! It's like a country song all at once. 
Like my dog what? left me and my wife don't let me no more. Well, I was thinking about it the other way. Like, you know, some my man's a piece of shit. My man's a piece of shit. Anyway. Driving uh, in the rain and crying. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> some Tammy Wynette shit or something. I don't know. I put a hole in his pickup truck. <laughs> Tammy Wynette sung a song with the Caliph. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah, that was that's ages ago. <laughs> ancient and Moo God damn it. There you go. Justified. Oh god. And ancient. <laughs> So anyway, ice cream fan is that the one? Oh god, it's still in my head. Why is it still in my head? Because it's <laughs> fucking incredible. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I so in like 15, 20, 30 years. I don't know. Riku is taking clothes off, and th- she dressed for warmth this time. This is the one one of the few scenes where she doesn't actually have shorts on. And maybe it's summer. No, she doesn't have shorts, and she got jeans on in this. Yeah, she's, oh. and that's what we all said. We went, oh, at least she's got a lot of layers on. Take them time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We were making a joke about. Yeah, that. that was good. She, yeah, so basically the the outfit she had when she was in the beginning when she's punching the thing, and then like every other scene is like, um, shorts. Shorts. <laughs> so, um, gets to the point where she's about she's in her underwear, and then um, Midori like, bursts in. You better take the rest though. And then they get sort of slapped around a bit, and then then tied up. And they call up the old man and says, basically, look, bring the deed and I'll let these three, these two people go. And he knows what's going on. So he's like, he opens the drawer and pulls out. It looks like... A um, tube. It looks like a tube. It's what, one of those knives thing. called the... I can't remember. The, ja- Waka, Waka, the small wakasashis. It's not actually... It's smaller than that. I thought it was actually going to be like a stamping suit. Like a little dagger or something? Yeah. 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 It, lo- it looks like one of those, those Japanese wakashi daggers. And anyway, so he the next scene he's in there and... He's uh, he goes in there and they're like so he looks down at them and says you're gonna sign over your 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 business and your land and everything and he like he sort of turns away and they think are you crying next thing he starts laughing maniacally awesome laugh or you know one of those really really like maniac laughs and he turns around and he just gets into him he's like. You know who the, and he changes to that like Yakuza's like raw raw kind of talk. Yeah, and he's all like, "You don't know who the fuck I am, do you? You dumb motherfuckers!" So he opens a tube. <laughs> he pulls out. It looks like I didn't know what it was at first. It looks like a paper or a stamp. He pulls it away, and it's a razor. And he, he says, "You don't remember Tetsu the razor?" Throws it into the card table. Boom. And then and then the the boss does the best mugging I've seen in a, quite a long time. He's mugging all over like, his big eyes. <laughs> Because he just realizes that the scar that is on his face was given to him by this man. He didn't even recognize him. Because no. like, like yeah. Tetsu the Razor was trying to trying to live a simple life, didn't want to go... be legit. And he's like, you guys are the only guys who try and take money from you me. You guys are fucking with me. I tried to get away, but you keep bringing me back in. Yeah. It's like that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but I, I also like the fact that it's like, I'm not telling you how to run your business, but you got to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, probably he, for me if I tell you what to do, but if you fucking come back. He, he literally says, I'm not going to tell you how to run your business. How about you let these girls go? And they're like, Good yes, idea, right? untie them, untie them. And he is like, you can you can literally hear the piss on, on the floor coming from their legs, you know. Like yeah. they've just, they so they, you know, dress them up and they run out. And um, he, he just sort of gives them all the evil eye, tells them, you know, back off. And then they walk out and then they go down to a, um, a little uh, food like shop. A, yeah, like an, an Odon shop. Like a, I think they say it's fish stew. Fish stew and sake. sake yeah. And the quickest... Uh, they don't have uh, either of those things. Victory they have, meal? Yeah. They have, they have beer. <laughs> beer and potatoes. Is, beer is, and potatoes. And a fish sake. cake is somewhere in there. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, so they're eating... The, the two girls and uh, the dude are sitting there having a good drink. And he's get, he gets a bit too 
Well, he acts like he's a bit too drunk. He's celebrating because I Maduro... think, like thinking back about this as at, at the time, I was thinking he, he knew he was being followed, so he got the girls to go ahead of him. I mm. thought that's exactly what he did. I don't... He was acting drunker than he was. I don't think so. I think, I think he was celebrating because this is the part where Midori actually acknowledges him as his dad. All through the movie, she's True. been like, I don't have a father, you know... I don't. I don't have any contact with him. But and basically, this comes down in the in the beginning bit. Um, he says to Rika that he impregnate. He got a, a geisha girl pregnant, and that's where um, Midori came from. They never got married, and he was raising her. And then someone along the way told her, and she just changed. She went all delinquent. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just. I think my personal take on it, he's just really happy because. Um, the two girls go off to, you know, like, we're happy now. Let's be friends. And he's just having a few more drinks. And he's staggering home because he's Tetsu the Razor. No one's going to mess with Tetsu the Razor. So, time, timing-wise, like, they take off and he has a sip and goes, oh, better go. I'm pretty yeah. shit-faced. So, yeah, they just left. You can catch up to them. Yeah, but he doesn't want to catch up to them. Yeah. Obviously, there's a, supposed to be a time lapse there, I'm sure of it. But anyway, he's staggering through the streets. And- we missed one bit. There's the guy with the tuberculosis. He's, yes, yes, he yes. he finds out that Murray is pregnant, and he's like, "This isn't no good for us." There's also a scene where Murray like goes and gets a job at the cabaret place, but that doesn't go anywhere, so we're not going to bother. It's uh, kind of funny though, because they're like, eh, "Come yeah, on, there's a good scene. On. Like, there's a lo- there's a couple of bits in this movie where it's just like, this is a pretty funny comedic scene. Let's leave it in the movie. A little bit of slapstick. Yeah, um, but we're not going to hit that hit those in this because we've missed them already. Um, <laughs> Hasn't stopped us before. Oh, I'm not going back now because we're getting to the good bit. Um, anyway, <laughs> yes, we are. He 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 finds out that Mari's pregnant. He's like, we got to get away to the country. Maybe that'll make me healthier. I got to I better go see my boss, who doesn't apparently seem to give a shit about me anyway. So he goes and sees his boss. His boss goes, oh, that guy. We've got a bit of problem, so I can't give you a parting gift. Uh, but I've got one more bit of work for you to do. He go says, oh, by the guy. way, I haven't forgotten the massive debt I owe you. Yeah, but so know. he says, I'll give you three hundred three hundred thousand yen, which is the money that. The, the old old man gave to him because he didn't take that back he was like he was willing to let that money go did you notice that yeah because he's a he, the like, raise hey. is a, a stand up dude <laughs> the raise will fuck you up but hey he, he, keep things a, going here so they give him the money to go and kill him now he hasn't he doesn't know um, the raise is a stand up dude <laughs> fix your car he will he fixes cars so <laughs> anyway back to the razor he'll he, take he'll take in simple minded buffoons <laughs> And girls off the street. Well, you can't argue with that. No, you can't. I bet you he's his his uh his ads for his razor like well not razor his car places. I'll slash my prices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible! <laughs> I made you fucking laugh. Though. <laughs> I slash my prices. I'm cutting me own throat with these deals. <laughs> oh. You sure you haven't any sake yourself? Or? No, I haven't had any drinks tonight. I'm sick. So, anyway, he's staggering through the streets, and there's a blind guy walking, and the uh, Murray's husband, well, I'm going to call him tuberculosis guy from now on. Um, he has a name. Oh, we also didn't mention that the love interest and him are brothers. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, the guy in the truck that... <laughs> We're terrible. <laughs> well, to be fair, like, we, we got, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie... 10 minutes of the movie is like where all the action is so it's some of that stuff in the past is kind of forgettable and like all the stories kind of wind into each other in a weird yeah, way it's, it's, it, yeah it's like all of those movies every, like a small every, world no one, no one can survive being in this shit mm. 
so yeah, um, the Maori's uh, husband, it's, uh, younger brother, is the guy that took Rika in the car and and basically he's so cool. Yeah, and cool guy. macking on him. So he um he's actually tried it a few times during the movie to to help his his older brother, but his older brother doesn't want don't want to bar it. He's like still got that yakuza pride and and doesn't you know. Yeah. So he he there's like an underpass that they're going through. There's a blind man. Uh, the guy, the Tetsu the Razor or whatever his name is, he is stumbling and, you know, getting out the way of the blind dude and and he's looking real drunk and, and the other guy is like, oh, i got to stab this dude and he's hiding and I find it real funny because he hides from the blind guy. I'm like, the blind guy can't see you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he, he seizes his chance. He pulls out a, a, a long, what are they called? Wish you dagger? Yeah. Well, dagger? Uh, just a dagger. Just and cool. runs at him from behind and goes for the swipe and misses like, it's like the razor has a sixth sense and just like dodges it, and they start struggling, and they're they're near a um, like a the the fence barrier, I guess yeah, it is, or the road. Like, cars can come down and stuff, and they're struggling, and then a car backs up to them that's just filled with bits of metal, and and Tetsu the razor gets one through the chest, and then the, the 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 tuberculosis guy is like, what the? And then next thing you know, he goes to grab um the razor to like. He puts his arm around him, to help him up, to help him. The next thing you know, he cops it too. The car filled with the goons from the from they the actually boss. Show the goons, so you know this is like a premeditated thing to kill both of them. Runs into them with the car, and they both like get hit by the car, and they both die. And then, in the greatest scene ever, they reverse out at light speed. Like the Millennium Falcon cannot go faster yeah, than this car in reverse. It's fantastically sped up. I wonder if they could only film for like three <laughs> seconds at that spot. <laughs> Like we'll give you this permission to film here, but you better get it quick. Well, <laughs> between three and four in the morning. Anyway, so um, so they're both dead, and it's kind of sad and mopey, and everybody's mopey. Um, one of the the tuberculosis guy is able to crawl home, and he's got all this money, and he's like, and his brother's at his house for some reason. I don't know why. And the the priest lady is like chanting a whole bunch of crazy shit, and then. Then it sort of it sort of cuts to them praying over the old man's corpse. And she, I think the, the the when the old lady's chanting, she's having the vision of what happened. Yeah, that's kind of what they intimate because it goes into her eye. It's weird. I don't know what's going on there. It's like everything's happening in her mind. <laughs> she sees what's going on. Mind powers. So they're all at um they're all at uh, the old man's auto shop. Yep. And oh, sorry. Um, uh, Midori and Rika are at the old man's auto shop, and they're like looking over the body. And they, and they both walk out, and they're wearing these red trench coats. They are fucking cool as shit. Imagine that episode of The Simpsons where Marge joins the red coat gang, or the red hat gang, whatever it is. Yeah. It's kind of like, kind of like that. <laughs> oh, so, what is that? That's going to piss me off now. The um, uh, You're the research guy. The red coats. <laughs> anyway, so, but at that point... Cherry red tomatoes. That's it. <laughs> And then, but then at that point, the other three girls, like the two two cabaret girls and Murray, coming from the other side, all both are wearing the same thing. And Mar- shit's on now. Murray gives them uh, all a badge. I guess it's from a funerary badge of some kind. And then they all get into the the formal position of oath taking or oath breaking or whatever the fuck it is. And they're all looking at the cops. And they're, they're all like, "We're gonna get vengeance. It's vengeance like, will be ours." And this is a, a strange position. They're basically hunched over with one arm extended. Their palm out, but their thumb is sitting in the palm. Yeah, it's a thing. She did it when she introduced herself to the boss, too. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. It's just what they do. I don't yeah. know. I've not paying been... respects to the corpses. 
Yeah. But anyway, so so they do that. I don't know what it is. I've only ever seen it in these movies. Uh, these Not just Pinky Violence movies, but like in these Yakuza, like female Yakuza movies. I've never even seen it in men Yakuza movies. Maybe it's a prison thing. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's like we, we promise to avenge your deaths and we're not going like, to take this lying down. Yeah. So, so they... And then there's this fantastic shot. It's fucking a beautiful shot of them walking in synchronized walking as they walk through uh, Kabukicho and Shinjuku on the way to death and like on the way to fuck this club up. And there's just all these different shots of them and they're moving all exactly right. And when they get to the place, they all look up in the same at exactly the same time and point their elbow at exactly the same time. It's fucking great. And the best thing about it is, again, I've got to point out, there is no cordon off street here. They're, Everybody's looking at them. Yeah, they are walking through. Whenever it you is see, very striking to see like five women in beautiful women in red trench coats walking down the streets. Like, Ugh. and it's like <laughs> it literally as like whenever you see people in the background, you know that shit's being filmed live. Like, yeah, makes, not- and the age of this and what it is makes me think that like. I'm not saying that Tarantino stole it or anything like that, but there's especially in what's about to happen, it, it has a there is a vibe that seems to be in Tarantino films hmm. or like of that kind of like grindhousey stuff. Also, think of the equipment and the, all that shit. That's some big, loud equipment. It's not like I've got an iPhone and we're running down the street going, ah, you know. No, no, because cam- big- they also take shots from like above. Yeah, like they're obviously on cranes yeah. and, out of a car, and yeah, it's it's really cool. Anyway, so they get to the club, they walk down the street, which is very definitely at this point not an actual street. At this point, it's definitely a studio. <laughs> it's an. Al- I think it's an alley just with some homemade signs on it. It, yeah. it really looks like it, it's legitimate alley. Someone's driveway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so they they um they get to their place and they go inside, and they're all like, "We're here, motherfuckers!" So we're when they kill when, all you when they're walking through the street, they've got uh, uh, this and Maori's with them too. Like she, she, she's yeah, remember she's yeah. pregnant. Um, they've all got their trench coats done up. As soon as they walk into this club, it's all like like just hanging off the shoulders. Everything's undone, and then they throw their trench coats off. They're all holding swords, and they're all wrapped up, and they've got. She's been wearing a pair of short shorts, all different colours, and a white, like, tight T-shirt. It's not a T-shirt. It's a wrap. A wrap. It's, it's what it's uh, sort of what... It's like... I don't know what it's called, but it's it's sort of the oldie Japanese clothes. It used to be part of the loincloth, and it keeps it's kind of up. It's kind of it a tank... It wraps up their stomach. It's kind of a tank top wrapped around a tank top. But there's no there's no sleeves to it at all. No. There's It's just a wrap. It's like a boob tube. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It goes Japanese all the way down boob. into their shorts, and then they... um. They start fucking killing people with these swords. Actually, it, it's funny in this because, like, um, they go, we're here to attack you, and they go, we'll get them. And then <laughs> the, this, these sword fights break out, and there's a lot of slashing, a lot of people getting cut, but you don't see much. There's, there's, gotta no, play. there's not very much blood. There's a couple of people where there's a little bit of blood on them, and there's a little bit of blood, like, until... And, it, like, and there's some fights going on. They're fighting in a pinball area. This club is pretty great. I would like to go to this club. <laughs> Um, there's some pinball tables. There's some like pool stuff. There's a there's a, a drum band. kit the, yeah, where the band, band was playing. Spot. It goes dark and you hear this. You think it's part of the soundtrack? No, because the lights come on and there's a drum kit. There's someone's smashed into the drum kit in the dark. And you know everybody's getting fighting and they're going. They're trying to get corner the boss and the boss is running. Um, he ain't fighting. He's he, he just wants to leave. The funniest thing about this, the most random. Like I understand the premise, like, but the most random thing happens out of nowhere. In comes. Um, 
the guy, that, the truck driver guy. Mm-hmm. Well, he was probably going to go get revenge himself. Yeah, I understand that, but like, it's so random. Like, you think, oh, the girls are going to kick ass here. Yeah, he I just runs in, too, yeah, like, yeah, and he's he's all in, in in the gear. He's ready to go, and he he's the only one that ever gets a bit of blood on him. Oh, one of the girls. Oh, is one of bit... the girls gets a little bit of blood right on at the him. end. Yeah, but and, he he cuts someone because he's actually they, they've got like sort of half swords he's got a full sword and he cuts someone down the middle and then just blood sprays all over him he's like ladies can't get all this blood on him but the dude <laughs> he can get the blood on him and there's also this like clear like, like it's like it should be on a roof it's, yeah it's like a yeah. there's a clear dance floor so there's a couple of shots from underneath the dance floor and that's where they kill the the end like the the boss guy that's an awesome shot yeah and he dies and like Rubs his cheek into. The- yeah, he he dies, and then there's like a pool of blood forming on top of the dance floor, and his face is all in it. It's fucking cool as shit. I'm like, yeah, this is this is arty and violent, and I appreciate like, it. The the only time I've ever seen that, like, because it's, it's looking up, so you you see them from underneath. But the only time I've ever seen this in anything else, um, I don't know about you guys, but was um the Thunderstruck film clip by ACDC. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> He's going across the. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's a cool little shot, and it does it does put a, like a new dimension in the in the sword fight. Um, but yeah, that's the only time I've ever seen that in in movies. I gotta say, I love this scene. I think it's awesome. But some of the sword fighting's a little weak. Well, then I, it, they don't. It's not very well choreographed. It, although, didn't we? Isn't that one of the reasons we chose this particular film? It had like it said somewhere that it was actually choreographed or directed by a guy with like karate experience or something. Something like that. Yeah. Well, I don't know why. Maybe he was only a green belt. He definitely wasn't a black belt. <laughs> but then he, there's a bit where, um, in this, I just wanted to point out this other bit. There's a bit where one of their top things starts falling off, and the other one pulls it up for her. It's pretty funny. Like, oh, your boobs are showing. Yeah, in this, in the middle of some bloodshed. There's, there's a, oh, can't show boob. Modesty <laughs> in a Pinky Vines film. Yeah. <laughs> so they kill the boss, and they all gather around, and they're all like, you know. Then the next thing you I hear, lo- and, and I love also when the boss dies, the rest of the goons leave because it's like. Fuck that. When I getting paid? <laughs> they, so they, all t- they all just kind of just go, eh, put their swords down and go. They're not getting chased after or anything? No, nope. like, they're done. They killed the boss. The boss is the guy. Tetsu the Razor has m- mercy on these people. Yes. <laughs> so his, his daughter. So they hear the cops coming and they all turn to Mari and go, look, we'll, we'll do your share. We got you. We'll do your share of the time. And so the next thing you know, the cops have come in. And this is what I love. The logic in this doesn't, I, 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 I don't get it. They've just gone and hacked a whole bunch of people. They could have run. They could have done anything. No, no, no one you, know anything. You do There's your a, time. But no one's going to... The guys aren't going to come... Look, these guys came and attacked us. They're going to go, why? Uh, we just didn't like us, you know. <laughs> it's not going to be like that, you know. The cops would know about the gangsters around here. Yeah. So they wouldn't have gone to the cops. Yeah, but you do your time. They're like, ah, oh, come on, you guys. And then Mar- and um, who's the pregnant lady? You- Murray. Murray, sorry. She's kind of like just peeking around the corner, like, oh, I'm glad, oh, glad, getting... glad they didn't search the place. And then they they show like a empty sort of street above a train station, and and that's the end of the film. Yeah, yeah, it's it's this is, um a little bit different to the ones that we've we've watched in the past, and it's got a um, it's got a quite an interesting story. I I can see where they've tried to go with this. Um, while it's not typically the action packed one we normally do, it is um. It is a different style, um, and for, it's got some good qualities about it. Like, as you said, some of the shots that we've we've talked about, and music is awesome. Yes, yeah, I got to say, it's like if you like your tiki music, um, uh, it's more funky. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I just associate it with a tiki bar. Sure. Yeah, 
Um, there's a lot, lot going on for this film, and um, I, I really, um, yeah, it, it, it's good. Um, I think there's, it's, I, I haven't seen any of the other ones, so to compare it, um, it's probably a good starting point for us because they could only get better. I mean, in terms of pinky violence, I haven't seen heaps of them, but this is fairly tame on the scale of uh, titillation, nudity, and violence. But it, it's okay. I like how they kind of weaved a bunch of stories and everybody's kind of intermingled with each other. I wasn't expecting some of it. I mean, maybe that just says more about me than the film, but I wasn't expecting some of the things to weave in together like they did. No, I, I agree, because like, it, it wasn't until Nathan pointed something out that I was like, oh, yeah, you know? So, um, yeah, I agree with you on that. It's, it's, it's got some good storytelling in it. Fashion is great. There's some awesome snakeskin uh, shirts, some uh, <laughs> some nice uh, some nice de- double denim, some good outfits. I, I know that we sort of mentioned that maybe some of the scenery is a bit cheap, but I thought it suited. It's also um, I also got to give them props for doing the filming outside and not cornering off streets and just you know taking that chance because you never know what. what I know it's 1971 Japan, but. You never know what's going to happen. It, it did. Remi- I'll tell you what. The, Japan back then reminded me of San Francisco. I've never been to San Francisco. Well, yes, I have. I went to the airport. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about there. What do you mean? It just. Um, it, the city has a very similar landscape to what you see in in San Francisco. Um, I don't know. Like obviously, this is a long time ago. It's, it's probably changed a hell of a lot now. But um, yeah, the, the 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 backgrounds and that it just reminded me of San. I just get the San Francisco vibe from it. Fair enough. So, um, so in all in all, um, what do you think about this film, and what would you like movie would you like to do from it? I like this movie. Um, like I said, it's not exactly the most violent or the most pinky, <laughs> but uh, it was okay in terms of moves. Hmm, let me think. Moves. I would like to get in a car and go. <laughs> like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, w- I would like to kick uh, kick the machine and then say, hey, I work. Actually, no, I changed my... I want to throw a razor into a card deck <laughs> and just, like, intimidate some motherfuckers. That's yeah. pretty gangster. Yeah, it was, it was pretty gangster. I um, I, I think um, I'd have to go with um, with the maniacal laugh. That's pretty great. I'd love yeah. to be able to pull that off. I would love to be able to scare bad people just by losing my mind, you know, like... You yeah. some Michael laugh. All in all, Lighting to the camera too would be pretty powerful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, I don't know. I really, I, I, I missed this. I had to walk out of the room for a second. Uh, I, I was mildly disappointed with this film. Um, you've seen, you've seen another one of these, right? Yeah, I've got. I've, there was a lot more. There's, it was more about the thing is the other one wasn't very action packed. I'm going to be real on that. It was a lot less action packed, but there was a lot more cat fights and there was a lot more nudity, nudity, and there was a lot more jokes. There's one where the one I watched before was about a gang of biker chicks who go to Kyoto, I think it is, and they take over Kyoto. They take over the girl gangs of Kyoto. Sounds great. And then she falls in love with a boxer, and another one gives everybody chlamydia. It's uh, it's pretty fantastic. Put that one on the list. We're doing. That one. <laughs> I I got to point something. Out. Although it doesn't have anywhere near a good as a good end scene like this. Like there's nothing. There's nothing as good as that last in action sequence. There's nothing as good as that last fight scene with all the swords and stuff. Even though that was a bit basic, it was for the time. You've got to think seventy one. It's before it's before action was really that exciting. Mostly, basically, if you if this is an eighty minute movie, um, fast forward an hour. Yeah, watch the end. Watch, watch the, the end. first ten minutes. Watch, watch, the, watch last... the start and the end. Yeah, 
there's one thing I want to point out too. Like, there's a scene where um, Rika slaps Midori, mm-hmm. and like, it's, it's a pretty good slap. But in the extras on this DVD, there's um, stills and photographs, and there's a scene that one of the stills is um, Rika's followed hit the slap, and she's got followed through the arm, and Midori's just. Got the yeah. turn around facing the camera. It's a perfect shot. <laughs> and it, it really looks like a great shot. It's a great yeah. still. It's one of the And the first thing that we put on is like special features and it's like poster for the movie and these Japanese words <laughs> come up on the screen. <laughs> it's like, seriously, that's the poster you put up? Yeah. So, it, I don't know. I'd like this film. I don't love it. It's not as good as um, the other one that I saw for the funnies. But that last sequence, if there, if you know what? All it would have taken is for there to be more blood. Like in that last sequence, if there'd been a few more arteries spraying, like a like a Wimbledon cup or something, I would have liked to to um, maybe an arm on the floor somewhere, kick some ass in that alleyway scene where the guys run on the synth. Yeah, that, that, that was that was a missed opportunity. Could a couple of spin kicks and like and they're like oh and they get up in the chest over there, and then the guy comes to save because she's yeah. in overhead a bit. Then that would have been cool. Yeah, um, there's a there's another series of movies that I've been watching. On my own time, uh, the VIP Killer series or the VIP Assassin or Hitman or something. And um, that's, I don't know if that's a little older. I don't know if that's the 60s or if it's the 70s. But it's um, it's serious. There's, he It's just pure serious. There's no funny bits in it. It's very similar to this in the in the way the fights work and stuff. It's like they've all got those short little swords and they're just all trying to stab each other the whole time. It's kind of boring to watch, but it's kind of dramatic at the same time. Well, I, th- I think this is like you said, movie seven in the series, correct? Four, movie four. So, um, I think, yeah, like this is this is obviously followed on um, from a. The we- girls are pretty young. If they have got four movies before this, I don't know what's going on. I think on. it was different casts. Okay, so uh, th- that title, the, 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 obviously, if, if what we're saying is correct, this this is following on from. Um, if you were a fan of the original one and moved up through the series, you'd like to see this this series of movies. Yeah. You'd see the development of the characters and things like that. So I, I think it's following that arc um, realistically in this. I actually watched the other one with my girlfriend, and I think she'd watch this one again. She doesn't. She has a. I think what helps as well is that the character isn't the main character is a good person. Like she's kind of she's not even a hooker with a heart of gold or anything. She is literally like I don't know why she was ever in prison. Like she is a great person. She's like fantastic, and that she helps. Is. Yeah, but yeah, Renee would watch this. Uh, my girlfriend, no. Um, I would have to buy her a very expensive dinner for her to watch. This, <laughs> to sit through this. You talk about people being whipped. Um, yes, I think my wife would probably watch this. Yeah, strong female lead. Well, well she has to because she's going to fact check. <laughs> yeah, she'd be like, "You guys are wrong. We got to re-record this. You idiots." All right, you can take the set with you if you want. <laughs> All right, so let me walk home, and it's so bright. <laughs> I like right. the way. Well, I think oh, um, I think that's it for um, <clears throat> excuse me for delinquent girl boss, worthless to confess, the Pinky Violence Collection, number one, number one. So we'll do more of these in the future, maybe. Uh, yeah, we've got a lot of movies. Like we say that, oh, we'll do more of this in the future. We've got. Attack on Titan Part 2, Golgo 13, uh, Come Drink With Me, Yes Madam. Oh, we, we have. And as usual, guys, um, go to the Facebook page, give us your um, comments, hints, anything you'd like us to uh, to review, something you think we haven't done that we would really like. I wouldn't mind doing a Crimson Bat film after watching that. You watched them all? No, no, no. I haven't watched them all. That's why I want to do one still. Oh, I, I gave them to you. Though. Yeah, no, you did. Yeah. I've watched one. It oh, works now. It's okay, good. cool. cool. <laughs> um, they're, they're all right. They're more of like just a Zatoichi ripoff. Like she's a blind chick swordsman who kills people. But I like it. 
It's pretty good. Um, anyway. So, um, Asian Action Cast on Facebook. Hit us up. Give us your comments, ideas, and we will see you and talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah.